the virtual theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Gooey Fame. Goo, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm having a pretty good day today. A nice day. So That's yeah, good. doing uh, doing fabulous. Watch a little bit of Pokemon today, which is always a good day. <laughs> same, same here. <laughs> we're very prepared. <laughs> uh, we are. Yes, we are. We are very prepared for Pokemon Forever, the voice of the forest. Celebi, the voice of the forest. I'm so sorry. This is our uh, our fourth Pokemon movie that we've covered on this show. They're they're starting to bleed together a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There are certain uh, calling cards in these movies, and I was like trying to recall them from the past movies, and I couldn't remember. Which one was which? <laughs> so we have done. Um, so obviously, Pokemon the movie Mewtwo Strikes Back is number one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having trouble for two. Oh, number two was the uh, was the Zapdos screaming. Movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what was that one called? Uh, Pokemon uh, Two Thousand. Yeah, one? Pokemon Two Thousand. Okay. Yeah, where Lugia had the Pokemon and they were doing their thing. Uh, and then there was Pokemon Three with um, Entei, uh, Charizard fighting Entei. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That was um, that was way better than it had any right being, actually. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, like, am I just in like a certain mood? <laughs> I feel like I feel like the movies, like I, watching this one, I was like, they're kind of all the same. And maybe I'm just like projecting how I'm feeling onto them, because <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, why, why did I like that third one particularly more? I don't remember. I remember like there was like crystal stuff that was cool, but otherwise, like, was it really good? I, I don't think so. I don't know. Well, um, we're gonna find <laughs> we'll out. Find out if Pokemon Forever is is good or not good. But before we get there. Um, we should talk about some video game movie slash show news, and um, I guess first up on the uh, on the dossier here is that so we've been talking about this Netflix Resident Evil movie for a long time, and in the last Resident Evil movie that we did, you might remember that both Gooey and I were shitting on the guy that played Albert Wesker because he was like this slim, shady looking motherfucker, and he just looked his bad choice, yeah. Awful, awful, awful. But this new show seems to be doing things right. We have got the one, the only Lance Reddick playing Albert Wesker, and uh, of course sick. you know him as the that that's so sick. This you know him as the the concierge from John Wick. To me, I was just like, oh man, this guy's such a he's such a good dude. He's such like you know he's 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 this professional guy, and now he's going to be like this ruthless killer and like. I, it took me a second to wrap my head around that, but I think that's exactly why you cast someone like like Lance Reddick in this role, right? I think so. I, I think um, he's on like some shows right now, or is he's known from something else, some show that I've never seen. I think, and I think he plays more villainous than that. So I think he I think he's got the range, obviously, but um, the type of like a good guy he is in that like. I don't know. I feel like you can easily... Well, for one, he's, like, a good guy who's, like, the concierge at a crime hotel. 
<laughs> so with any yeah. of the characters in that, there is kind of this, you know, like like even John Wick, our hero, is he basically uh, goes on a shooting spree in in the movies, you know. Um, so that's I think that's the kind of like cool villain you'd almost want, like someone who's like super well put together, like maybe even approachable. Though I'd, I guess Wesker's not really ever approachable but like he does have um even from the beginning like he has an air of mystery about him and i think you know lance reddick can portray that really well and but then it's like one of those things where it's like it's it's underneath you know like what's going on what's going on behind the sunglasses type thing yeah uh you know and i'm so glad that they, they just like they just went a different direction rather than like Cast a dude, make him wear sunglasses, make him have blonde hair, which is like yeah. been done before. And it always like, you know, there are some things that work in a video game that just don't translate to anything else. And like, I, I think that Wesker was just one of them because it's like, man, this this guy just looks so freaking goofy yeah. with his like spaghetti noodle hair and, and whatever. I think um, if they were going to you know, do that. If, sorry, go ahead. Well, it's just it's they 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 recasted him. I think in the Resident Evil movies that we haven't gotten to yet. So maybe maybe yeah. we're being unfair, but gonna, I don't think we are. We're gonna cover the fourth one this year, I think. Soon. Very soon. So, yeah. um, yeah, I was thinking like maybe with that, like what you would want to do if you're gonna go that route is like I would have gone all out, you know, like ha- make make him look kind of ridiculous like slick back hair you know like in the games like make him look because like alice is like kind of a ridiculous looking character you know you kind of want to match that tone but instead i feel like like it felt a little too serious and instead it came off as corny if that makes sense whereas i feel like maybe if you went more goofy that would have been one way to go but i think if you're trying to go with like like oh this is a video game movie it's cool like Lance Reddick looks pretty cool. <laughs> I think I, I think he he looks he looks cool and like so get this the the live action series is um not at all what you would think that it's going to be about. And I I don't know that we've ever talked about it on the show here. By I the have way, no idea what if, it is. If you want more Resident Evil content, Gooey and I just did a live watch-along commentary on the first Resident Evil movie, and we had a great time with that movie. Yeah, so that is over on Virtual Theater uh, Patreon. But get get this. This series will tell a new story, not seen in the games, set across two different timelines. One timeline will feature 14-year-old sisters Billy and Jade Wesker as they move to New Raccoon City. Soon after arriving, the two sisters learn that the town is hiding secrets and their dad, Albert Wesker, might have some of his own too. The show's other timeline is set over 10 years later and features a world infested with deadly monsters. And adult Jade is trying to survive and is still dealing with her father's secrets and her own past. What the... What is going on here? (laughs) This sounds bizarre. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be silly to just try to retell the games so um that's one thing i think that they've kept like just conceptually from the movies is like it's a you know let's do something different we don't the games are the games let's we can tell a different kind of story i i read that 
and I reread it, and I was like, that's so great, because, like, God, we've seen, like, we've seen the place infested so many times, and, like, like, Albert Wesker has been this, like, cartoon bad guy in every show, in every game that he's been in, so, like, I thought that it was cool that we're, like, getting at least, like, a new look at this, at this guy. Yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. him being cast gives me some hope for it, so, um, yeah, shout out to Lance. He he did a good job in uh, Castlevania season three. He was that pirate captain guy, right? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> good. Just well, yeah, glad to have him sick. back on the show. Um, speaking of Castlevania, there's going to be a new Castlevania series. Oh. Uh, of course, Castlevania just ended with season four. I've got like two episodes to go. Actually, I can't wait to talk about Castlevania season four. Um, but this one is going to be starring Richter Belmont. And Maria, someone, someone, and they're the the descendants of Trevor and Sypha from the current Castlevania show. Oh. So very cool. Okay, yeah. See how I mean yeah. the games kept figuring out how to bring Dracula back, and it seems like the show has already figured out how, how to do it once. So uh, see what yeah. else is going on. <laughs> I think that'll be cool. Yeah. And, uh, I I, would, I don't know that I was ready for Castlevania to end, but I was ready for like the current story arc and characters to to like to end. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not opposed to more for sure. Well, I, I haven't finished the new season, but you know, maybe maybe they totally botch it, and I never want to see it again. Uh, they they don't. Spoilers, <laughs> okay. They don't. Um. All right. Well, let's uh. Let's get into Pokemon Forever, the, uh, yes. the fourth Pokemon movie in this journey. Um, lot to lot to go over here. So this released in uh, October eleventh, two thousand two, directed by uh, Kuniko uh, Uyama. Okay. And you know, just I, there's some you know because the Pokemon movies kind of are what they are. So I tried to find out some uh, little tidbits and stuff similar to uh, to the other movies that we've done here. So. Try and go over some of that cool stuff. Uh, the original DVD release includes a short animated cartoon, Pikachu's Peekaboo, which uh, <laughs> is exclusive and in an exclusive Suicune Nintendo e-reader card. So there you go. Uh, I, we did not watch Peekaboo. No, we missed Pikachu's Peekaboo. I think we didn't watch any of these. Like Pikachu was like a powerhouse. I mean, he still is yeah. to this day. But every one of these movies has a Pikachu movie before it. Because, of course, <laughs> the only one I remember, I always remember the vacation one because I watched that first one a lot as a kid. But um, right. I, I guess he, I don't know what other antics Pikachu has gotten up to, but it wasn't on the file that I obtained from the store. This this guy's got like 20 movies that he's been in, so I'm sure he's he's up to some, some trouble and some antics for sure. But uh, yeah, we, we did not cover... Pikachu's Peekaboo. So if you are upset about that, I'm so sorry. We didn't get um, the e readers either. Yeah. <laughs> what a blast from the past, hey, Nintendo e reader. Yeah, I, I actually love that. This is a constant. It's carried over to this day that it's like if you go to a Pokemon movie, they're going to give you some crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this one is exactly the same. You got um, a Celebi Pokemon trading card was given out That's in theaters in the USA, similar to like the Mew one. So yeah, I, I actually love that. And like, you're right. When I went and saw Detective Pikachu, I got like a pack of Pokemon cards. It was awesome. That made me think like I was, t- I told Mossy's we were watching this and he was like, and I think this is a good point. At, f- at first blush, like people might like 
I'd be like, ugh. But he was like, are these even video game movies? <laughs> and I was like, you know, they're really not. I feel like the, it's like watching Transformers or something. It's like po- uh, Pokemon at this point, I feel like, yeah, it's a huge game franchise. But like, I feel like these movies are more like toy toy commercials, you know? It's like, come, yeah, see our, come see our movie and you get a cool card, you know? Like they're giving out stuff for their trading card game <laughs> at the movie. Uh, I, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, and like during the movie, you can see like all these Pokemon show up that really have no business showing up, but like they're just there. <laughs> so, you, so the kids can be like, right. oh, it's uh, Teddy Ursa or something. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it like every movie? And like we've talked about this before. And I think it's both like it is cool, though, too, but because it like introduces something new to the world. And if you're a fan, that's cool. But it is also kind of like like an advertisement for new Pokemon, you know? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, Gen 2 Pokemon in this one, which I think is where we were at in yeah. 2002. I know, because I, I yeah. saw that weird Tracy guy. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I made a note of Tracy, actually, in this movie oh, great. Uh, later to get to. Basically, just thanking God that he wasn't here. Um, I thought that this was interesting. Check this out. January 2018. This film, along with Pokemon Heroes... Pokemon Jirachi Wishmaker and Pokemon Destiny Deoxys uh, were not shown as part of Disney XD's Pokemon Movie Marathon because they were distributed by Miramax. And its founder, Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> oh. was uh, he was shit-canned to jail for sexual harassment and yeah, abuse. That's so. funny. That's, that's actually weird that that would, like, I... Because... I, I will say when the movie started, I was like, oh, this is a Miramax joint, like Harvey Weinstein thing. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, I mean, I guess if you, I guess if they are paying, it would like be weird at, at that time where it's like, okay, we're paying royalties out for this movie, probably a lot of money to like show it on something or whatever. So, and it's like, who's that going to? So probably looked bad. Uh, that's probably the reason why, because I don't think there's any other, like, like, no one's, like, worried about, like, the creative connection or, like, the personal connection. Right. No one, no one like, watches this movie and thinks, like, that's a Harvey Weinstein joint or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, that's funny. Uh, I, I just thought it was interesting. That was not a name I was expecting to see in my research for Pokemon Forever. <laughs> Maybe, uh, there it was. Well, no, it's because you can rent it on, I think you can rent it online, but I was like, why isn't this fucking movie on any streaming services? It was like so hard to like, uh, it was hard to watch this movie for free and I can't confirm or deny if that's what I did. I, I watched it for free. Um, I watched the one that you gave me and then I was having a little trouble loading that. So I searched around for it for free as well. And I found it on good old Daily Motion, yeah. but it was only like it was only like forty five minutes of it. So like it, it cut off the ending, and I was like, uh, there, "There's oh. another video of it." Oh well, there you go. Oh, did, that makes did, sense. Did you see the ending? I saw, I saw the ending. Okay. Yeah, I I I, I must have found that video. Actually, Thank God, because <laughs> the ending the ending is unreal and we'll we'll get there actually there's yeah, a scene that, that i can't wait to talk about <laughs> yeah um so this this actually stuck out to me about how badly this movie did at the theaters here so in the united states 
This earned like $700,000 in its opening weekend. For comparison, the first three films made $31 million, $19 million, and $8 million. So this is like the biggest bomb that Pokemon had ever had in like probably anything at that point, which I thought mm-hmm. was was kind of funny. It's kind of funny because Pokemon is such a powerhouse. Um, yeah. But uh, I think... Um, I feel like the first one felt like maybe it's just me, but like the first one as a kid felt like a big event, you know, and it felt like, wow, they made a Pokemon movie and you had all that stuff. And so it it was like, I think it, it was because it was also like, like they were acknowledging Mew, which had kind of been only talked about in like hushed whispers at that point. Like you could get Mew in the games, yeah. but like not really like you could get him with a cheat code and like stuff like that. But like, now it was like, okay, like this cool guy's real. It's the first. I mean, the first one was always going to be the most successful, of course. But, but I feel, I feel like even at this point, Pokemon was at the height of its powers, and it's still. I don't think it ever waned. But I feel like if you're a, it's like your parents are bringing you to see these movies, and I feel like it was probably more like after this fourth one, in however many yeah. years, it's probably like, like at this point, these are made to like sell like dvds or vhs or whatever at the time uh so it's probably like i don't have to like bring my kid to see this movie we'll we'll go see you know shrek or something and and to your point the movie made back all of its money on dvd it was a big success on on video and dvd but yeah i just just thought that was funny because it's like man pokemon is like at the height of its uh of its powers here and nobody wants to see celebi which right, is, which is fair. Which is fair. Maybe, yeah. Maybe if they hadn't done so much, and and honestly, I I don't know if being like better or like they're all they all. It's not even that they made so many, but they also all kind of feel the same too, and they are just like they are basically special episodes of the anime, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you're a parent, like, and you've, I I think parents probably hated these movies. <laughs> you know, so you know, like, I know they did. the The Rotten Tomatoes on this movie is like abysmal. But but I mean, like at the same time, like what do you expect, right? Like they, that's kind of what I go into it. It's like I'm not expecting like like Blade Runner let, here. You know, they should let uh, eight year olds do the Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. Absolutely, they sh- they should. Hundred <laughs> percent fresh, guaranteed. Well, let's uh, let's get into the movie itself and it starts off with some cool 3D effects, and we get. Celebi flying around the forest is getting chased by uh, Town Doom and Scyther, and uh, we we meet a young kid, and he learns about the voice of the forest, which is uh, something a legendary Pokemon does. And if you hear it, that means that time is about to get all funky monkey, and you are about <laughs> to get transported in time. This kid sees Celebi being chased by Hound Doom, and uh, I, one thing that stuck out to me here is like. This Houndoom literally shoots fire right in this kid's face, which is, like, something you don't see very often. Like, Pokemon literally <laughs> just, like, they don't give a fuck. They're going after a human, which I, I kind of loved, actually. I, I feel but, like uh, I did. Yeah, I, I like the kind of vibe of this. Uh, um, it made me think, though, like, I feel like all, all of them kind of start with, like, there's a weird mystery of Pokemon. Like, like it almost, like, I, I kind of like it. It almost gets it, like, there's certain Pokemon that have, like, almost like these godlike qualities, you know, that I don't think you get on your average episode of, you know, meeting the Squirtle Squad or whatever. 
Right. Um, so they do try to hype it up a little bit for the movies, but I did like, yeah, I felt like this kind of had this, like, it had kind of a cool tone of, like, this mystery, and then there's, like, this Pokemon hunter, and then, like, there's a guy, like, go- tracking him down, and, like... Oh. It, yeah, like, this, I thought that this was cool. Like, it, it opens up in, like, it's a hot open. Um, yeah. So this hunter is is after is after Celebi, but then Celebi with this kid who we learn his name is Sam. So Sam and Celebi time travel, and I was just like, dude, why why Celebi? Why didn't you just travel through time in the first place? Like, why didn't you know there's, just get away from? Them? There's a lot of that in this movie, actually, where it's like, <laughs> what? I don't know why they did that now, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, dude, you can travel through time, like, literally at will. Like, it's, it's, nobody should be giving you trouble, any, ever, you know? Yeah, um, it was, it was yeah. weird. Maybe it was a baby, I don't know. What was great about that was the there's, like, some big, like, explosion or something, like, when Selby does the time travel thing, and the, the girl in the beginning is looking at it, and she goes, that must be time travel. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that must be like a lost in translation thing, because that was so goofy. There there is there is another just like absolute gem of a line exactly like that. Oh, yeah, there's a couple. I hope I recall some of them. Yeah. I, I wrote that one down because I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, uh, I love but it. So they they go through time and this super evil guy named the Iron Masked Marauder so is sick. this guy's name. This guy was he's so got cool. his he's got this wild helmet on his face. He he's he's wearing that thing that, that Riju gives Link in Breath of the Wild to like not be hit by <laughs> yeah. lightning. It looks sick. Uh, and he has a dark Pokeball, which makes any Pokemon that he catches with it instantly evil and do evil things. And this is like a one-hit Pokeball, so he captures anything like right away. This is basically like the most powerful Pokeball ever. It also he like captures, levels them up and evolves them. Oh yeah, he he captures this Tyranitar, and this thing is on a tear. This poor Tyranitar was in a cage. He captures him in his dark ball. And he's using like six hyper beams in a row. It's crazy. It's it's scary. It's like if you thought the like like I remember as a kid thinking it was fucked up when Mewtwo could start like capturing other trainers' Pokemon with those like weird Pokeballs. But then like this mm. was this felt very much like a yeah like a kid's imagination type thing. Like these are even more powerful, you know. <laughs> but it was very yeah very scary. And like I I love the scene of him like tracking down the the hunter who was going after Celebi and like kind of threatening him and now he's an old man and stuff like that. I was like, this is actually kinda cool. <laughs> this kind of felt very serious. Yeah, this this was pretty cool. And so we have the stage is set. So we've got the Iron Masked Marauder. He's going after Celebi. Uh Celebi has flown through time with the Sam kid. And uh now we are ready to catch up with our heroes. And I got to say, that was the first note that I made. was like, it was so good to see Misty and Brock with Ash and not that Tracy Jabroni. That guy just absolutely sucks. He was, was he, what was he in? He wasn't in any of the movies, was he? 
He was in the last movie, but he was... Um... Oh, but, like, briefly, because I remember Brock was there, yeah. too. Yeah. He, he was on, like, the sidelines. I think he stayed at the beginning somewhere. He might be with, like... Because he's still with Professor Oak in this. So he must be, like... I feel like they, like, shunned him to, like, Professor Oak's lab or whatever in the series. They're like, put him there. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody likes Tracy. Nobody Tracy likes Tracy. sketch it or whatever. Tracy shit. Yeah. T- or like oh. it. Oh. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it was cool to see um, them. What, what say you to this? I think that jo- Johto is one of my least favorite Pokemon regions. Um, I, I don't know it well enough, honestly. Which, which one's that? Which game is that? That's that's silver and gold. Oh, actually, well, I, I have very selective like Pokemon experience, but I did play Heart Gold and Soul Silver, but I don't really remember much about like the region. But yeah, I don't know. Those were fun games. Something something about it, I don't know. I don't know if I just don't dig the Pokemon of it. I don't know if I don't dig like the actual like world of Johto. I've actually I like I've played like a handful, like a majority of the games, but like if you outside of the first gen, like and like some notable exceptions, like I don't know what gen most Pokemon come from. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do a quick ranking here. So Kanto okay. obviously is like is the best cuz that was the first. I don't like <laughs> yeah. Johto. I do like Hoenn because it's like cool and and you've got all the different islands and stuff and whatever. I don't like Sinnoh cuz it's just kind of generic. I do like Unova cuz that's like a cool I think it was based on Paris or something like that or maybe it was New York it was New York actually which I don't really like the one that's based on Paris which is Gen 6 that's and I can't X remember and the Y name. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't remember what it's called wasn't uh, I wasn't crazy about Alola I liked the Alola variants but like actually I thought the region was cool I just didn't think the game mechanics with like no gym was very cool. mm-hmm. but I did like the region I fell off um, that one for sure for yeah. me, it's always just come down to like I I've, I've even played ones that lo- don't look like this, and I just like it. But it it goes back to we talked about this in the bonus episode. But like I don't really like the two point five D games as much, um, and I I like the more classic pixel art style. Though in the the remakes they have coming up, I think those look cool. It it's not exactly like Link's Awakening, but I like the little chibi kind of vibes. I I think that works for Pokemon. Yeah, but yeah, I've never liked kind of like I feel like like X and Y is a good example. I played that game and just had a lot of fun because I love you know ca- catching Pokemon and blah blah blah. Right. But I wasn't like drawn into the world because I was I just no didn't really like the like I don't know. I just feel like I don't like that art style as much as um you know just like the classic eight bit or whatever the pixelated ones, but. Uh, Sword and Shield had some nice, like, I remember that forest where it's all, like, uh, pink and stuff like that. Like, th- there's cool-looking regions of those games, so not totally I, I thought Galar was great. Yeah. I thought Sword and Shield was great. Yeah, um, that's I, I like That, that might setting. be one of my favorites, actually, I, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm just waiting for them to do, like, a Pokemon game where they, like region is based on canada it's like all <laughs> snowy and and like there's moose pokemon and stuff that would be that so would be cool. so good what if it was just alberta <laughs> if, it was, if it was just alberta that would suck because yeah. alberta sucks oh okay 
yeah, Alberta definitely sucks right now. That's for sure. Um, but the good the good thing here is that we got rid of Tracy, and that's that's all we Get need. Get that guy out uh, for this show. What did you think about this remix of the Pokemon theme here at the beginning? We got some some scratches, like some. We got some not a fan. Not really a fan. Um, you didn't like this? It wasn't bad, but like the opening, this scene was happening, and I was thinking, okay, th- we've got a formula with these movies, you know, and and the formula here is there's always like the upbeat Pokemon theme. Uh, fight, you know, that Ash has. But I, I was kind of just like, the fight was kind of disappointing. I guess it was like maybe a twist, you know, like maybe we don't need to see another full-blown battle, but it was just like the Croconaw and the Pikachu fight, and it's obviously Pikachu's gonna win, and then a lot of it is like, there's like a guitar solo happening, and he's just like blocked by like a, a cart, and I'm like, this isn't exciting, why is a guitar solo happening right now? <laughs> Where Ash is like, I hope I make my boat trip. <laughs> you know what? That's that's valid. That's valid. The Pikachu shocked the shit out of the trainer, too. That's another example of, of Pokemon attacking people. Yeah, I like that they felt guilty about it, though. That was cool. They tried to help him. <laughs> yeah. Um, he didn't feel that guilty. He was like, oh, I'm going to miss my boat. See you, pal. Like, remember that f- the first movie? Like, it still holds up that battle in the beginning where it's like, damn. Yeah oh shit look at that you know there's a new pokemon and stuff like that but i mean yeah they they should just do something different i feel like the last movie had at least like a different kind of song but it still had the same kind of kind of battle montage yeah you know i i can see what you're saying i agree with what you're saying i thought the song was was pretty good but maybe the, yeah. the backdrop was uh I was wasn't too, there. I was too distracted. I was too distracted by just Ash like running in place, going. Ugh. Yeah, you know what? That that was kind of weird. And he was like doing the "I got a pee" dance while he was waiting for the the car to go by. I was like, that's kind of weird. Is Crobat weak? Like, could he just like pick him up? Can you do fly with Crobat? You probably can. Uh, I, yeah, I feel like you should. So I mean, he's he's got like four wings. This should have been a non-issue. He should have been like. Homie, help me out. <laughs> Take me down the hill. And you just carry him uh, to the boat. Yep. Well, he gets on the boat, though. And then he, Ash sees a Suicune. And this Pokemon is one that personifies the North Wind and can also purify water. I also think that Suicune is kind of lame. I'm, not, I'm just going to mm. say that. I think that the three dogs, Entei, Suicune, and the other one, are kind of lame. I don't even, they, yeah. They're no, they're no three birds. That's for sure. Uh, Entei was cool in that last movie, so I kind of like him. Uh, but nah. he was like talking and stuff. That was cool. Um, and like he had that cool fight with Charizard. But I don't know anything about Suicune or whatever. But like they mention him here, and it's like. And then it's like, then he just shows up to like save the day at the end. And I was like, that's kind of lame, you know? Yeah. They very, very specifically, they were like, this guy purifies water. So you're just like, all right, well, there's going to be some dirty water later in this movie that, that needs purifying, I guess. It was actually kind of nice that um, even that didn't pay off. That was kind of cool. <laughs> but um, he does show up to like fight alongside them. And it's like, all right, <laughs> I guess. Like, that happens in most of these. You know, like, Mew shows up, or, like, 
Ho-Oh, right. was it? But, like, I feel like they they do a good job of, like, hyping them up, whereas I feel like it was more like, we mentioned him, and, you know, he'll come back later. It's fine. And that was basically, like, literally, that's what it was. And you know what, actually? So I had seen this movie before, but I forgot what the, what the twist was. And so uh, Ash asks Professor Oak, have you ever seen a Suicune before? And he's like, oh, once before. And in retrospect, once I remembered about halfway through the movie, I was like, nice bit of uh, oh, foreshadowing. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think about that. That's pretty good. Uh, well, here we go. What would a Pokemon movie be without Team Rocket? These guys show up and literally within about 30 seconds, they're <laughs> blasting off. That kind of happens These guys, <laughs> they absolutely suck in this movie. Like, they suck in most movies, but, like, they are just <laughs> getting, like, just bombarded in this movie yeah. like in within seconds i yeah they did suck i like their presence in this movie actually <laughs> though compared to some of the others um because i liked that it was like they had this other rocket guy who's like actually scary and then like yeah they just like because i feel like they always put them in the movies because like they just have to because they're they're such fun characters and they're a important part of the anime but it was and and they always end up they always end up like helping save the day or sometimes being very pivotal, which is kind of fun. Like oh, the villains help save the day, but we've seen that a lot. And so I think I just like this because it was by virtue of it being kind of different, where it was like <laughs> they were just like this guy is so intense that it's like yeah we're on we're on Team Rocket too, and we'll just go with you. And like they they are bad guys, but it's clearly because it's just like in a similar way that they were like whisked along to being the good guys in the other movie. Like they really just have no like freedom of choice at all in these movies. Uh, yeah, you, uh, I just, I just thought it was so funny. Like their whole, like every time you saw them, they just got like within seconds, they were just like fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they suck, which is great, but, th- but they're great. So, uh, Oh yeah. They're, they're like, spectacular at being awful it's it's so good it's so good yeah you can't help but um, root for them for sure so we have we have another incredible boat moment here yeah. in pokemon <laughs> this so this guy that uh that the the team meets on the boat who actually i thought when i saw him i was like is this the uh is this the the kid but like now he's an adult kind of thing uh, that was my first impression but then this guy that they run into on the the big yacht, he has like a flying boat or like a flying ship, and I was like, "This is so cool! This is good stuff." Yeah, it <laughs> takes him to like a little <laughs> village in the forest. I was like, "This is great, great stuff." I was shocked by it in a weird way because <laughs> I was like, "This is an incredible boat moment." Because I thought they were just going to float up and then land on on the top side above the waterfall and keep going. And, like, that thing's just, like, a flotation device, and it's got the little propeller to, like, push it forward a little bit, but it's mostly a water, you know, based vehicle. But, no, they just fly up in the air, and then they just fly the rest of the way. And I was like, why didn't they just do this the whole time? Like, why do they even bother with the boat part of this? It's incredible. Like, you got this, it's like a three-in-one. It's like a boat, it's a plane, it's probably a car. Fantastic. (laughs) I was like, how does this thing work? Because it's just got, it floats, and it's got the one propeller. How does it work? (laughs) 
It's you know what? Probably you could, not you could probably explain about. that away with like if that guy would have just busted out a Pokemon and been like, uh, "Jump, fluff, like fly, or take us away, or something like that." I would have been like, "Okay, yep, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, sure." I'm 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 but looking it's, way it's more just into a, it. It's than... a boat that flies. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't need that much thought. <laughs> uh, well, we get to the village, and you know what? I I gotta give I gotta give Brock some credit. He always puts himself out there with every girl that he meets. He's always rejected, but he keeps putting himself out there in a respectful way, usually. Usually. I don't think always, no. I don't think it's... I don't think he's... Sometimes he's creepy. Yeah, sometimes he's creepy, but he he puts himself out there, which which I kind of respect. But in in this one, he was pretty nice. Yeah, in this one, he was, like, weird, but I wouldn't say he was... Like, he was just being weird, but it didn't come off as, like... He's a uh, uh, gross, you know. But I, I do say when they were like pulling him away, uh, and and uh, Brock says to the girl, he's like, "Oh, we should have her come with so she can protect us." And Misty's like, "We're gonna need to protect her from you." I was like, "Oh my god!" Hey, <laughs> I was like, and Misty knows Brock really well at this point. So what is she, you know, what is she talking about here? Uh, that that's a good catch, actually. I I do recall her saying that, and I just kind of played off for laughs. But maybe there's something, maybe there's something more sinister going on. Yeah. I don't think so though. I I just I can't. I like Brock. All right, you're pro. Brock. I like Brock's a good guy deep down. He he actually is a is a pretty good guy. The way they portray him, you know, it's like he's got that family from the anime he's taking care of. I think about the last movie, how how he helped out. Um, I think he was really, really good actually in the last movie in the little bits he had, like where they were trying to like talk to the little girl and, and like, you know, make her chill out when they had to like battle her and like try, like that was some good, like we're basically her captors, but like we have to like convince her that we're her friends. Um, so yeah, Brock, I feel like he's got a good soul in there. He's just a little weird sometimes. Uh, that that's fair, that's fair. But you know what? Like I said, he he always puts himself out there. Maybe sometimes he puts himself out there too much. And uh, <laughs> you appreciate. I feel like, I feel like you got to respect that. I appreciate it. Maybe not respect. I appreciate that. Um. All right. So stuff happens. To Ash catch him. No matter where he goes, this guy <laughs> has been in the forest for like two seconds, and then he uh he basically sees Celebi and this kid from the future. Like time travel yeah. right before them immediately <laughs> which is fantastic and they have been they've been time traveling for 40 years mm-hmm. which is which is crazy so Celebi flies away presumably headed to the lake of life this kid named Sam meets up with the gang and they are uh, they're on their way to find Celebi yeah um they they're just right along for the journey that's what i i kind of like about it's been this case in all the movies where None of these characters grow or change. You know what I mean? Like they don't evolve. Yeah. <laughs> um. They are wit. They are witness to events around them, and so- sometimes they're the one. <laughs> sometimes they're the one, uh, in the prophecy to save everything. But sometimes they're just like, you know, helping a little girl out, or like helping a little a uh, little boy who's lost in time, and you know, that's that's honestly, I think the better approach is if if they're not gonna like have a character arc is to, you know, see how they interact with other people's stories. You know, they're kind of, they're kind of us. 
<laughs> this is again maybe yeah. more thought than they ever are putting into this, but that's fine. Oh, uh, you know what? I I think you have something there though, because like you you see other people kind of undergo character arcs or like somewhat of character arcs or at least a journey, let's just say, and they're kind of I don't know tagging along, but you can see it through their eyes. I, I think there's something to that. Yeah, I'm sure that they didn't intend this, but. It's it's in a similar way to like any kids cartoon show um, where if anything, like they just kind of go through the same motions, like same thing with Team Rocket. It's like they're villainous, but they're goofy, like they're just do they're just doing their shtick the whole time. It's it's kind of like watching like I think I like Power Rangers, maybe because I watch Power Rangers so much. It's like, you know, what's going to happen and and whatnot. And it's it's for the kids. But, you know, maybe they can throw some cool stuff in there. Uh, I love this next part. So Sam and Ash find Celebi. Celebi is very hurt, but they find Celebi, and he, this this Pokemon is just like bitch slapping them with vines, like right in the face. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I like that. They had to like convince them to chill out. <laughs> Something about just like the. I I don't know what it was. It it made me laugh. But they find Celebi, and we meet Team Rocket again, and these guys are destroyed by their own Pokemon. In like two seconds, I have to say that actually, I love them in this movie. But this was a weaker, like Team Rocket intro for me. Like the whole mm. like prepare for trouble. James didn't even say make a double. Yeah, they 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 like changed up the wording. Well, they always yeah. do that, but it stood out to me in this one too. But I was like, okay, that's weird. It was funny. It was funny when they took the fall. You know, some good. Uh, uh, it was it was good stuff. Falling down yeah. is funny. <laughs> I like uh, I like what is, the kid. What is the name of that Pokemon? It's it's escaping me. I don't know. Wobbuffet? The, the fat the so, Wobbuffet. Yeah, Wobbuffet. Yeah, he's funny. I, I, I that's kind of funny. from an era that I didn't really watch, but I kind of anytime I see something of it, it's like, oh, I get it. This guy's like a piece of shit that they hate, <laughs> but they can't get rid of him for whatever reason. Um, uh, I liked I liked uh, the kid. He was like they were running away from him. And the kid's like, are they going to be all right? And Missy's like, unfortunately, yes. That's great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's keep it going. So this evil hunter, the Iron Mast Marauder, who Team Rocket <laughs> knows, has this giant four-legged mech. And this thing looks absolutely unreal. He's got evil Tyranitar. He's chasing after our heroes. He He's going to find him. So we know that we got a big fight coming up. Uh, man, Sam has this old school like steampunk Pokeball. This thing rocks. Yeah, yeah, because he's from the past. <laughs> That's pretty good. You'd you'd swear he was from like a thousand years in the past. Just like looking at his stuff, like <laughs> there's no Pokedex, there's no Pokeballs as we know them. It's great. But uh, so they finally get to the Iron Mask Marauder. He's there. Ash sends out a Bayleaf fight a scissor i i saw this and i was just like where's bulbasaur at like bay leaf we gotta get the new pokemon and ash always has gotta have the he has pikachu and then he gets the new pokemon i wonder what his current loadout is it it's probably there's probably a grookey there's probably a score bunny he's got all the starters obviously yeah probably He's probably got the uh, the taxi bird too, like the uh, uh, the iron bird, whose name is escaping me. Corviknight. Oh, yeah, he's probably got that guy. 
He was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. That guy was cool. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, well, Bayleaf somehow makes short work of uh, the Marauders Pokemon, and uh, they continue to this lake. I gotta say, this movie was moving at at least like a pretty, pretty good clip. You know, yeah. like we're well, these are we're, all we're at the lake. They're all very short, you know, which is good. Which is good because it's like, f- yeah. for me, I never. I don't think there's been one. I feel like I've I've always like been more negative than I even really deserve, but there's never been one that I'm like actually upset that I watched because it's like oh yeah it's like a short little short little movie for kids nothing wrong with that yeah um at at least that's I made the note I was like at least this is kind of moving at a nice clip because I was looking <laughs> and I think we're about halfway done at this point and it's only been like I don't know thirty minutes you also have to consider so, bad. they always have like the montage in the beginning and then in this one. Or they've probably done it before too. Like they basically like catch you up on like what Ash's like how Ash got Pikachu. Like there's a whole like rundown of yeah. like the beginning of the book. Po- so that like cuts into it's a very short movie and these are only a couple minutes, but that takes away a lot of the actual movie. So I think you, you know, it that part doesn't contribute to like how you feel about the pacing of the movie. You know, so I so I'm always like, yeah, this is going by pretty fast, but there yeah. was a couple minutes that's just like not actually used for movie this this was kind of a slowdown but i actually kind of liked this i thought it was cool i like so they're going to find this lake and like there's like three or four different pokemon that kind of lead them to the next pokemon that lead them to the lake i i kind of like that actually and they and they finally get there and they put celebi inside yeah yeah that was that was cool that was, that was a cool setting i like I like this portion of the movie where they're just like hanging out. <laughs> like that yeah, was that was this, fun. This is like happy. It's uh it's happy like upbeat movie uh, time here. So Celebi goes in the lake and Brock, our boy, makes this amazing deduction. He's just like, Huh, we're at the lake of life and it brought Celebi back to life. Wow. <laughs> I was like, Yes. Oh, that yeah, that was great. I was also wondering, I kind of forgot if the, I don't remember if they had mentioned the Lake of Life before. So I I think they had they had okay because I was yeah I might have just been like there were parts of this where I was kind of like not paying attention. <laughs> I got to be honest, and so when they said that, I was like, okay, there's a there's a Lake of Life. I I didn't know if that was just like Brock pulling out a new fact or not. You know, it's <laughs> <was> like okay. <laughs> Uh, I was, I was just like, dude, what did you think this fucking lake named the Lake of Life was uh, gonna do when you put something into it? It could have just been a nice name, you know. Well, that that is true. It could have been. Uh, you know, we get a nice couple minutes here. Celebi is flying around. She's flying Ash and Sam around. They're eating berries. They're they're having campfire talks. They're talking about life. They're showing drawings. Talking about their moms. See a bunch of butterflies evolving. Uh, this is a nice little feel good moment here, but course that's not where this movie ends yeah I, I like i said i liked like it feels it actually kind of felt like a decent amount of time but really nothing in this movie happens for very long um yeah because like before this point i was wondering like the kid is just like down for this journey and like it wasn't until now that he mentioned like his mom and stuff i was like isn't he like worried about being 40 years in the future um but then they, I guess they kind of got to it here. So it's kind of like, that's weird. But then it happened. But uh, otherwise, yeah, they were like, 
I like they're like hanging out, just seeing all like the beauty of nature and all this stuff and all these cool Pokemon. And then I I loved like they were sitting in the tree and then they they were just oh. like hugging. And I was like, oh, they're just like buds. Like that's cute. That was, that was a great shot. Like that was a really <laughs> nice shot. It was just like it was like a couple kids that are like that are friends. You know, it was, it was great. I love that shot. Yeah, you don't see enough. You don't just see enough like hugging people hugging each other. <laughs> You don't you don't just see enough like genuine like male bonding like kind of like physical male bonding like that I feel like yeah it was cute it was cute um, yeah I I thought that this was uh, was a nice moment it always stuck out to me or I shouldn't say always it's just like I was like God it, it seems like this kid is from like three hundred years in the in like the past rather than like forty years like they made it seem like absolutely ancient which is like you know and I guess like. 40 years ago for us technology was obviously nowhere near what it is now but yeah still i was just say, like man if he's got like this steampunk thing it makes me think of more like like if you i mean and their their reality probably works different but i, I feel like that'd be if like um someone from like the industrial revolution <laughs> came yeah. in the future or something yeah he was like twisting the knob of the of the pokeball to like send out whoever it was that he even sent out in that fight earlier. I, I just thought it was funny. It was good stuff. No one even asked this Pokemon if they missed their family from 40 years ago. Wow. <laughs> Think about that. Wow. Well, don't I feel like a jerk? Yeah. Um, the next day, things pick up. Team Rocket and the Marauder attack and capture Celebi in the Dark Ball. Yeah, that's pretty... Aunt. Oh, good. It's kind of expected. I was like, okay, so they, the story so far is this guy chased him. They went to the future. Or someone else chased him. They went to the future. This guy's chasing him. They got away. He's chasing him, and they caught him. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. cool. After some hanging out. So there's not, there's not you know, nothing surprising is happening here, you know? No, and you were waiting for it because, like, the day before or the night before, where they were all hanging out, was was too good to be true. So you knew that the other shoe had to drop. Yeah, there's always such like and it and it dropped. There's always like a forward momentum in Pokemon movies. Like, I, I don't feel like there's like your traditional story arcs. It's just like things continuing to happen. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Well, they they happen here. So the Marauder. Starts wrestling with uh, with Ash. Ash almost steals the Pokeball back, but this guy just like stomps on his hand, which is kind of great. All the Pokemon from the forest gather around and try and save Ash, but fortunately for everybody, now Celebi is evil and no. listening to the Masked Marauder. And what happens next is pretty pretty messed up. Celebi starts making this giant tornado <laughs> twig ball, that looks so full creepy. of branches. It sucks up Team Rocket's Jesse. Oh. Uh, this this is this is pretty pretty perilous situation that we found ourselves in. This thing looked demonic. <laughs> it looked yeah, like, it looked like a Castlevania boss or something. It, like so, it started off just as like a little ball, but yeah, it looked like Legion from season three, and then it like it looked like Godzilla. Mm-hmm. It was it was yeah. just terrifying. It uh, it was kind of their big. Well, there was a lot. They really use like the 3d animation throughout the whole thing and i was like it just felt it looks very cheap you know which i feel like pokemon animation already looks kind of cheap for the most part <laughs> um yep but 
I mean, this was like every movie so far has kind of had like a big, like weird 3D thing. Like I remember Twirly's station in the first one or like Mewtwo's Island. And so this was our big 3D thing was like the twig monster. And I was like, all right, I respect this. I was uh, I was about the twig monster. I thought it looked pretty badass. Yeah, it was freaky. A creepy guy. Uh, well, wouldn't you know it? Sui Kun comes and saves the day just when uh, Ash and Sam are about to get gobbled up by the twig monster. Sui Kun emerges. Yeah, and here helps he is. Him out. And then that <laughs> that flying boat just comes out of nowhere and scoops him up, which is great. That was Loved cool. It. I was glad. Another was cool. great boat moment. I, they just. God, there's so many that you can't even keep track of them almost on virtual theater. I, I really loved this, actually. So, like, there was a moment when you were inside the twig monster and the marauder is there and he's talking to Jesse. And he's he's saying, like, I'm going to go and show this to the boss. And Jesse's like, oh, yeah, like, you can give it to the boss or whatever. And he's like, no, why would I do that? I have the most powerful Pokemon. So it's like now we got, like, uh, some, some inner turmoil in Team Rocket. Yeah. I would be, like... I would be very interested to to learn about the inner uh, machinations of Team Rocket. Right? I think that would be an interesting movie. <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for in these movies. Like what I when I mentioned earlier that it's like they're kind of they're kind of the same. They're kind of you know they're not meant to be that interesting, I guess. But then they're like you look for your little moments, and this was one of them where I was like thinking about the concept of like this guy who. It seems infinitely more powerful than Giovanni, uh, like doing a coup on Team Rocket. Like that sounds cool. I like thinking about that. Oh yeah. I I would like totally be down to learn about Team Rocket and like Giovanni. Like you know how we're talking about that Resident Evil movie that like is different <laughs> and explores like yeah. Wesker's daughters. Give me the Giovanni origin story. Like how did this guy? Form Team Rocket. I want to know. Do you want? Yeah. What if there was just like an all in Team Rocket like prestige TV show <laughs> where it's just all about the like um, politics of like their group or whatever? That would be so fucking <laughs> sick. That'd be so good. I'm I'm being a hundred percent serious. I, we could do that. <laughs> that I'm sure, we could put something together. That, that next that project. Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It could be a sub-series of virtual theater. But we've got like eight Pokemon shows already. Why not? Let's, let's Start do a it. Pokemon fanfic show? All right. Yeah. Um, so there there we go. Um, Celebi attack. Evil Celebi, let's just preface. The twig monster attacks the flying ship. Everyone's down, but everyone pops up and is like, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive too. I thought that was <laughs> it was great. The grandma's even like, I'm alive as well, but barely. <laughs> great. Yeah, that's that's a book. No one's no one's really gonna die in a Pokemon movie. No. Well, oh, I was convinced I it was gonna happen this time, and I was stoked. Yeah, I was stoked, but it didn't happen. I I think it's I don't I think it still might have happened. I don't know what the hell we saw okay. in that scene. Let, <laughs> let's let's get there. Um, so Suicune comes in for the save. Dark Tyranitar and Onix are throwing down, which is kind of cool. Uh, Suicune is battling the Twig Monster. And gets our heroes inside, and then Ash and Sam are are able to help Selby remember who it is, breaking the hold of the Dark Ball and making it explode in the Marauder's hands. The Twig Monster is going down and breaks apart, 
and Jesse and the Marauder go crashing into the lake. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, we're almost here, so let's let's <laughs> set up what the hell we're about to see. So things are not looking good for Celebi. Uh, Celebi looks like a piece of shriveled lettuce <laughs> so, right now. Celebi looked <laughs> like shit. It was really bad. <laughs> Celebi looked like that picture of E.T. when he's all <laughs> shriveled up and disgusting. <laughs> Selby looked just absolutely not good at all. Fortunately, we're at the Lake of Life. Unfortunately, the lake's powers have been depleted. But fortunately, we've got Suicune, whose special ability is purifying lakes. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. (laughs) That was great. That was great. Oh, man. Yeah, it it just like did it like it purified the lake but it just didn't work like he was too fucked up to (laughs) just didn't work that was what was great because i was like it to me it both like was lame that it was like there was not much hype there was a mentioning of suicune earlier but like otherwise it felt kind of like deus ex machina or whatever like he just shows up for the fight at the end um like they didn't really do anything he just shows up i think which made me think like where he should have just where was he the whole time? I don't know. But um but then it was even like it was like made it great that like the big thing he could do didn't work. But then I feel like they ruin it. <laughs> they ruin it. Is <laughs> I, I was just like I was I've seen this movie before and I was sure this was gonna work. And I was like, oh, well, what now? Well, I at first and I thought they were gonna cry and it, and their tears were gonna revive. That's them. what I thought. I was like, that's so that's fucking lame. But it's I was even... I was literally about to write like, what does Ash Ketchum have in his tears that just makes Pokemon <laughs> go wild? This wasn't as bad. Like if if that had been hap- like happened, I'd be like, we're just never gonna watch one of these again because it's too bad. <laughs> but also, what happens I don't think was very good. Uh. <laughs> So before we get there, I I did want to say that, like, I think that the Pokemon movies are, like, somewhat consistent with their, like, messaging of, like, humans are the problem and not Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I think Sam says something like, uh, Celebi didn't want to fight, but Celebi had to fight. Like, it never had a choice. We we did this or something like that. Yeah. And, like, now he's dead. Yeah. Now he's dead. It's kind of like it's almost like not something that you would see or expect to see in like these movies for children. I that sh- seems like it might be a bit too too much. You know? I I thought compared like compared to especially this is really in in the first movie where there's that whole there's the whole thing uh, wh- where he's talking to Mew Mewtwo and Mew are talking and and Meowth <laughs> is giving a an epic speech about everything. Um, that one it really lays it on thick, and I thought they were gonna go for it even more here. I thought they were gonna like do like an environmental thing, and maybe there's like there's actually probably like some subtext in this movie, like an environmental message, you know. But I really thought they were gonna have like a corny, like, uh, monologue about that, you know, like we need to leave the forest alone or something. And I kind of <laughs> I kind of wanted it. Because it would be so ridiculous. Um, so to me, I was like, this is not far enough, you know? Like, I, I wanted them to have a sub, like, a, 
a, a like a line about like this guy's coming in with his like high tech and he's like destroying the forest, but they they didn't really go there. Well, I don't know what the hell this was, but I'm gonna try my best to describe the scene that we saw. Um, so Celebi, <laughs> Celebi's about to die. It looks like absolute shit, and then the one of the most wild scenes in Pokemon happens. So. The heavens open up. There is some like gospel music that is just blasting, and Celebes from the past and the future come um, to revive our Celebi somehow, and they're kind of floating down like snowflakes falling or whatever. There's like literally a hole in time, and like if if you yeah. could imagine heaven, that's what they're coming from. <laughs> I thought these guys were like dead Celebes coming to take Celebi to, like, the, the promised land or something like that. Like, that a place where cool. dead Celebes That's go. That's a good idea. I, that would have been cool. Because it's I mean, like, like... a new Celebi is born. It, it, it would have at least been like, okay, he died, but, like, he's in a better place, you know? And so you would have had the emotional weight of his death, but, like, you know, like, some some positive spin on it. But instead it's like, they came back and they brought him back to life. I, I was, I was just like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what is happening here? Like, so we, wait, hold on, he's they saved him. Like, I, I literally thought they were coming to take him away to like the afterlife because they were floating down. They looked like they weren't even like, like they looked like they were ghosts. Like the way they were floating down. There's like, there's like tons of like, like Messiah imagery here. This music was <laughs> well, just like cool. blasting. Um, and I was so I was just like, hold on, if these are Celebes from the past and future. Is this all like the same Celebi, or is this like oh, different ones, or like what what is going on here? And I I was just I was transfixed watching this happen. Yeah, I was watching it, and I was like, I was like, um, my thought was, why why did this happen now? Like why why did they why did they wait until it was dead to then come revive it? That seems cruel. If they can time travel. And so yeah. I was like, what, how are they going to explain it? And then I looked at my phone and they said like their line that was the explanation. And I was like, ah, fuck, I missed it. <laughs> so I rewound it. <laughs> and then the, the, the line was something like they sensed that Celebi was in trouble. So they came to help him. And that got me thinking about how like the time works there, because it's like sensed it from the past and the future. Like, did they they didn't know what was gonna happen, but then it did happen. But like, we're in like 2002, and this other one's in 1960. But it sensed that it happened. You know, it got me like I was like, how does their time work? I've, I'm not smart enough to figure that out. But I was like, why didn't they all just show up like at the beginning of this movie and like just kick that guy's ass with all of them combined? Yeah, like. This is some this is some interstellar shit right here. <laughs> yeah, right. I, it's it, it's too oof. big for my brain. The the actual answer is like probably just don't think about it or whatever, but um yes. It kind of furthers my um I my idea here of that these movies and shows for the most part are kind of just like things happening to them beyond their control and they're just kind of witness to it. And so like this is the best example of like uh 
through no action of their own, like Selby just got, got to like come back, you know, (laughs) like at least, at least in like the first movie, it's like really cheesy, but it's like the power of love (laughs) brings Ash back to life or something, you know? Uh, but this was like, they did nothing and he just gets to come back to life. (laughs) I, uh, this was like, so I was trying to make sense of what I was seeing, but I was, I was just so stunned from watching this like Pentecostal scene that was fucking Pokemon forever. Like the imagery. I, I think they should, I mean, they already do that in the beginning of every movie, you know, they always hype up like the mysticism of the Pokemon, but I, I think we need to see, that's another thing I want to see more of. I like, you want to see the, you know, the, the meeting room team rocket show. I want to see like the, um, the like Jesus Pokemon movie, you know, I think like legit, that's what this Arceus game coming out is going to be. Like he is, he's basically like the creator of the universe. Okay. He created the Pokemon universe. So I think we're going to see some like, some crucifixion. I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't go there on the show, but fuck, it's. I think we're gonna see some shit. I shouldn't go there on the show. Uh, yeah, I want to see like um, <laughs> who's like a random Pokemon. I want to see uh, you know Tepig died for your sins or something. <laughs> Somewhere someone is just roasting a Tepig on a, <laughs> on a fucking. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, well, we're almost funny. done here. The Marauder comes up from the water and tries to snake Celebi one last time, but Pikachu just, like, shocks the shit lights out him of him. Up. Didn't need this. Lights, lights him up. I was like, all right, uh, the movie's over. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He he should have just went down with the twig, but no, nah, he he got his ass lit up by Pikachu, which is good because Pikachu didn't really do a whole lot this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, it was good oh, to give Pikachu go. his heat back. Yeah, give him his heat back. Um... Well, that's, I mean, that's that's pretty much uh, all she wrote. Celebi takes Ash and Sam for a little flight, and then Suicune runs off, and uh, Celebi <laughs> takes Sam back to his own time. And might we see Sam again? Who knows? Who knows? But <laughs> Professor Oak is telling Ash that friendships last through time, so don't be sad, and then reveals that he is, in fact, Sam from the past. Not explicitly so very, to Ash, but very explicitly to the no. viewer. I, You know what? I was actually watching that, and I was like, if I was an eight-year-old kid, would I pick up on that? And I think I would. He didn't, clearly. They they were like, well... Well, like, like I, was, I mean, if I was watching that in the audience, like, would I... Like, if I was eight-year-old Andy in the audience, oh. would I remember that, that Sam had that drawing or whatever that Oak looks at? Well, I think... I think that's why they one have um, the our our team go. How does Professor Oak know this? Wow, he's so smart. Then they cut to Professor Oak, like looking at his sketches, going, "It feels like so long ago." Then during the credits, <laughs> they have Tracy find find his book too and look at it. Like they they like put it a few times. I think so. Like oh. if you're a kid, you'll figure it out i i didn't watch the the credits that motherfucker tracy showed up yeah yeah he's like Ugh. that's that's why i was thinking he um he's like hanging out at oak's house because he's just like cleaning up and stuff and he finds he finds his little he finds that same sketchbook and it's got you know the drawings in it and he's like huh 
I'm sure Tracy was stunned. All right, yeah. we are getting one last Team Rocket bit here. Are we? <laughs> they get okay. fucked up. <laughs> they get fucked up by Tyranitar, and then oh, like yeah, yeah. basically just get stoned in the Lake of Life, and that's that's the last image of this movie, other than Tracy, <laughs> which I thought yeah. was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I mean, I actually really liked. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but I liked the oak thing. I was like, that's going back to too. like I just like. If because the movies are, to me are like so they're it's all kind of so whatever but then like there's occasionally something that's like huh hold up like that's fucking weird <laughs> like he's known him for so long <laughs> and like this is the like he's not revealed this or anything like is he's just gonna take that to his grave I guess I guess I guess so it would be weird so. to tell him now. Which is also really weird when you think about all those, like, theories that that Oak is Ash's dad. That's, like, really Whoa. messed up. Oh, you ever go back and meet your uh, son? Or f- go forward and meet? I don't even know. That's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's like, super weird. But uh, there we go. The movie, the movie is over. We have rolled credits on Pokemon forever. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was a Pokemon movie. Um, what did you think of the ending song? It's like kind of futuristic. Um, yeah, it didn't stand out to me as much as some of the other ones, honestly, but it was fine. It was all right. I didn't think this one was as good as the, the one that we heard earlier in the, in yeah. the montage. Yeah. But, you know, it was there. I feel like the, the, the soundtracks overall have, they've kind of settled, like they're kind of what you expect, but they're not blowing me away. Uh, well, let's put a bow on this uh, box office. Earlier, I said that this movie bombed, and it sure did in theaters. But it made like like forty million bucks in DVD sales, so doing pretty good. Critics uh, at Rotten Tomatoes give this sixteen percent, and the audience gave it fifty four percent. The consensus is only for diehard Pokemon fans, to which I say, like, yeah, no shit. Yes, that's you think this pretty is understandable. Yeah, yeah. I bet there's so, we know plenty of people yeah. who love this movie. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah, you know, I, uh, well, I, I mean, let's just get right to the shebang. Like, would you give this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? So, I think in, in reality, like, this is not vi- very different in quality from the last movie, uh, which I said I liked a lot, but I, I, like, really didn't like this movie or anything. Uh, so probably thumbs down, but, you know, like, like I said, I feel like it's, it is it is what it is if if you like pokemon you'll probably like this or if you're my like my niece my niece would probably love this you know i like i agree with that i think it's like it, it's almost to the point where like you know i think the first pokemon movie was special because it had mewtwo and it had mew and after that it's kind of like you've seen one you've seen them all but like i feel like i go into these and i'm just like i'm like i don't expect very much and i feel like I feel like they move along at a decent clip and that there's, like, usually some cool-looking Pokemon just walking yeah. around. Like, I, I like Tyranitar. It was cool to see him and, and whatever. And it's like, I, I feel like... I don't know. I, I feel like I'll give it a thumbs up just because, like... Like, what do you expect, right? Like, yeah. it's it's a Pokemon movie. You know what? I'll give it a thumbs up for that that wild Celebi scene alone. <laughs> That's actually what it... Like, um... Like, I, I feel like... I kind of just like enjoy random things in the movie and it kind of like gets me 
excited about them to be like, oh, this is a thumbs up. Whereas like this movie had that kind of stuff too. And I, I mostly enjoyed watching it the whole time. I wasn't ever upset, but it just, you know, you, you, it's starting to lose its thunder a little bit. I mean, I'll watch, sure. I'll watch more. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? But it's, um, yeah, it's just lost its thunder for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's no, there's no denying that, but I mean, people, people love these Pokemon movies. Like I wasn't expecting this Pokemon movie to win the poll, but it did. And you know, people, people still are attached to these movies. So like you said, I'm sure that this is like somebody's favorite Pokemon movie. Yeah. And it was like their first Pokemon movie or something like yeah. that. And I feel like that's probably how it becomes your favorite, but it, yeah, I, I thought that this movie was like fine. It was fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean this in a negative way, but I think a lot of people, like a lot of your favorite Pokemon movies are going to be the ones you saw when you were eight years old. So for me, well, it's probably a little bit later whenever that first one came out, but that's the first one I saw. And right. I watched that a ton as a kid. And so that one, even when we did our episode and I was like kind of dogging on it, like I actually have a lot of fond memories and nostalgia and really like that movie. So yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Well, uh, there we go. That is Pokemon Forever, Celebi, Voice of the Forest. There is no poll. Uh, we have so much I, I to do. There's a poll. We have a lot yeah. of polls. We are unaddressed, and yeah, we we've got a backlog. Well, we we have one movie in particular that won a poll forever ago, but we uh, we got some lucky number fours to cover before we get mm. to uh, that. And coming up next, we talked about it earlier. The big finale, the ending of the most acclaimed video game movie property to ever translate anywhere, Castlevania Season 4. I'm stoked for this. I've been yeah. watching it. It's really good. Um, and I'm excited to to put a bow on the Castlevania journey. So that's going to be really cool. And you know what? We might even slip in a fourth entry of a movie franchise before we get to uh, the movie that won our poll back in the... Oh God, I can't even remember when that was forever ago yeah we'll get there and we had a bull pole oh and we had we had the bull pole yeah i I forgot about that too we went crazy and we just now we got to catch up yeah now we got to get our our life back in order here you know what i i can't even remember what movie won the bull pole i think it was blood rain i don't think we announced it but so we've been i'm I'm stoked for blood rain yes i think that that is gonna rock you know what i looked it did win the poll okay i'm i'm like I'm down to watch Blood Rain. I think that's going to be a great time. <laughs> a great time. Um, but yeah, so Castlevania Season 4 is is on the way. Uh, of course, Blood Rain is coming down. We've still got to get to Shitman eventually. So <laughs> lots of, of good stuff to look forward to here on Virtual Theater. And of course, over on Patreon, we have our watch-alongs too, which is like super, super, super fun. I encourage everybody listening to this to check us out over on Patreon. And you can like revisit some of the most famous video game movies of all time with our commentary. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're when we'll have something uh, good for that next month or this coming month or whenever this comes out July. Yes. Yes. Um, all right, goo, anything you want to, you want to say about Pokemon before we get on out of here? Do you want to know Ash's current Pokemon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, there's Pikachu. Um, no surprises there. Uh, but the rest of his loadout's pretty solid, I would say. We got Dragonite, Gengar, Lucario, 
uh, Dracovich. I don't know that one that well. And Surfetched. <laughs> pretty so- that, pretty solid there. That seems like such a a weird Pokemon loadout. Like there's none of the starters there. Yeah, maybe he had those, but I mean, he's got Surfetched. So maybe they were like really banking on Surfetched. Surfetched is pretty sweet, actually. Is uh pretty cool. Dracovich a newer All one? Right, so I just I just googled Dracovich. He is a water dragon type. Cool. Um, he's from Gen. He's from the he's from the last Gen. Okay. He's you know what he's one of those uh he's one of the fossil Pokemon's that you get. Uh okay. All right, so, so they've got they've got some new guys in there. Dragonite and Gengar, that one seems weird to me. But hey, uh, you know what? You do you. I like, I like those you just, two a lot. I, I do too. I, they just like, it's G, two Gen 1 Pokemon in like Gen 8. It's just weird. Yeah, Goofy. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, it, speaking of Goofy, you can check Gooey and I out on Twitter at Spateri316 at GooeyFame. And of course, Virtual Theater on Twitter at Virtual Theater X. That is where we usually have the polls for the next show that we'll cover. But uh, as we said... We do not have polls going on this time because we've got a ton of them to get to already. Um, we want to we want to encourage you guys to check us out over on SoundCloud, uh, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe to Virtual Theater, and uh, check us out over on Patreon. There's tons and tons and tons of content there that you can check out that we do not release uh, to the general masses. So for for as little as a buck a month, you can check out all that good stuff there. Um, that is it. We are going to get out of here, but thank you guys for listening. And we will see you back here next episode with Castlevania. Until then.